Hey, everybody. This is Natalie with Confessions of a Reluctant Caregiver. And thank you for listening in to this specialty series, Diary of a Caregiver, Unashamed, Unafraid, and Uncut. This is my story, my caregiver story that I journaled into the Caring Bridge site. Uh, really appreciate our friends at Caring Bridge for offering this to me because I needed a place that was safe for me to provide updates to our friends and family. And it's it's really it's it's really like our podcast. It's a judgment-free safe space where you determine who reads and ultimately what the caring bridge turned in, into for me was a my own journal. It's ultimately a journal and it's a gift because as I have been kind of mentally and emotionally preparing to read to you guys reading back over them all these all these feelings and thoughts and it it all floods back in and I've actually practiced reading them a little bit. Um, and then, of course, I tear up. And there's nothing saying that I won't tear up even when I'm reading these because typically when I wrote in the Caring Bridge um, to provide updates to my friends and family, the I would sit on the couch or I'd be sitting in the hospital. And a lot of times I'd start crying because it was – the place where I felt safe enough to be able to provide updates. Sometimes I'd laugh. Jason would look at me and he's like, what are you laughing about? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just writing in the caring bridge to give updates to our friends and family. And uh, so it's not, I, you know, I don't want you guys to feel like, oh gosh, this is going to be super depressing because it's, it's not. And I think, well, and it, and then I worried that it felt like it was going to be. So Originally, I, I told Jason, I was like, if I provide updates every day about what's going on, it's I, I wouldn't want to read them and they'd feel super depressing. So you're going to find that there's humor in them. Uh, we try and we there's the kindness, the gratitude, the joy, the silver lining um, that we tried to find in every day. I tried to remain hopeful um, in my entries. And part of it is, I think I tried to be hopeful for others. Maybe it was just being hopeful for myself. And because if I got down, if I felt depressed, how, how can I be my best self for Jason if I, I couldn't even buy it? And so I had to myself, I had to emotionally just push myself to find the silver linings, to find the glimmers and every day, the good things, um, to do the good things, to take care of myself so that I could be the best support that I could be for him, knowing that I wasn't perfect. I wasn't the best caregiver. I mean, I tried my best. And I think as caregivers, we all just simply try our best, knowing that we're we're all no perfect people. So I 
want to kind of preface that for everybody. I won't have comments that are this long necessarily in the other ones, but this is my first entry. And um, I'm so happy if you're listening to this, I'm so happy you're you're choosing to listen. Um, it's scary because it's the folks here close to me know that I have this, there can be a wall that I at times can keep up um, to protect myself. We all have that wall because nobody wants to be hurt. Nobody wants to be judged. And uh, it's easy to feel judged when you're trying to help someone. Everybody's got lots of opinions and they all mean really, really well. But it's it's easy to feel like there's lots of opinions. <laughs> Is what I'll say. And and so I'm always grateful, like, oh, thank you. I'll take that under advisement. Or I'm sure that didn't mean to come out that way. Or, oh, that's a really great idea. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that. So um, anyway, I will not delay any further. The way that um, I set up the Caring Bridge, and I mentioned this in the other podcast intro, is uh, my friend Teresa I uh, was sharing with her. She had heard because this is the way that the world works. And I knew that it would happen. And I didn't try to keep Jason's cancer from everybody, but it was so personal. And I was so just torn apart that to have to put on a smiling face for another person who would then look at me with pity and and sadness and 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 hurt for me. It's, it wasn't them. It was me. It was the way I felt. And so I was sending out like 30 text groups trying to update everybody. And then everybody, and they all meant well, everybody means well, they're all like, oh, what can I do for you? Or, or, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of you and I'm praying for you. And you're just, and you feel like, then you feel like you have to respond and you're like, oh my God. And, and there could be like 60, 70 people that I'm having to update his brothers, his family, my sisters, my friends, my, and everybody who means well. And I just, I just couldn't handle it. I was on overload and I was having to just, oh God, if I'm honest with myself, I was just trying to fake it. I was just, I was just trying to hold it together so that Jason didn't see that I felt like I was falling apart. And Teresa said, Nat, that's got to be overwhelming. And I think you should look at the site called Caring Bridge because then you don't have to do text messages and worry about worry about everybody. This way you can just worry about Jason. And it's true. I could just worry about Jason. I could get everybody an update. And you'll see in, uh, that I qualify at the end of the, the story. Um, it's, a, it's called Jason's story at the beginning of Caring Bridge. It, gives you kind of a overview of what you're going to read from journal entries. It says that it's not that people can't reach out to me, but this is the easiest way for me to be able to explain it and just explain it once. Because when you understand that telling the story over and over and over, given the news of bad biopsies or he has cancer, it's so, it just, it just, takes a piece of you. It takes a piece of your soul and it just rips it apart and it just makes you more and more vulnerable. So 
I thank the the folks at Caring Bridge who and Caring Bridges I think have been in business for 20 25 years. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um so without further ado, today's entry is overview. Um we start with Jason's story and this is what I read or what my my friends and family uh, read. I'm going to start all of, I want to start these with these baby podcasts because it's what they are. They're baby podcasts, my journal entries. I always have photos and things like that um, that I typically try to add. And um, you guys, I'm sorry, I've got a little start to get emotional or tear up a little bit. So I got a little snot sandwich going on here. Sorry about that. Um, I always like to start with a really big fan of motivational quotes. And this one just has always stuck with me. And so this one's gonna, this is probably where I'll, this is my why. This is my why. One day you will tell your story about how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. This is my why. I started Caring Bridge. Well, Jason was diagnosed on March. We suspected he had cancer on February 14th. He was diagnosed on March the 4th. We um, tried looking. We did a whole bunch of biopsies and scans and all that stuff through the month of March. We decided that we wanted to go for a second opinion. That took us to New York on April 4th. Um, we get into New York and find out uh, at Memorial Sloan Kettering that he not only could receive the best treatment in the country there, which we were very blessed to be able to go, but they had a clinical trial. And so everything became a bigger whirlwind because we went right back to New York a mere two weeks later, where he had a tongue biopsy on April the 13th. And over the month of April, we met two really, we, we met lots and lots of people. You, you guys know I love besties. But Laura Rasnick is who we met on the, on the plane on April, I think it was April 14th. <laughs> and she prayed with Jason. We were waiting because he wanted to go home because he didn't want to stay in New York because the tongue biopsy was pretty hard. But um, we were on the plane and I don't know how he did it. I, don't, I do not know how he did it, but we were on the plane and he, she was sitting across from us and she knew he did not feel well. And he shared a little bit of his story. And this is why we take trains because the planes we had a lot of problems with. And so we had to deboard because the plane was not well. And, um, she and she prayed with him in the airport and Laura has remained connected with us and has been a support um, both through the cancer journey um, as well as, as remain connected. And so I think her, um, there's lots of people like Laura and Terry um, who touched our lives, just strangers become neighbors, weaving kindness into the fabric of our society. That's a, quote that you guys will hear in the future, but I don't, that's why I meet everybody 
This one's apparently going to be longer than I planned. So sorry about that, but not sorry at all. So we get through that tongue biopsy and, oh, and not only did they biopsy the back of his tongue, they removed his tonsils. And um, at that point, and then uh, 10 days later, they told us that he was uh, good to go for the clinical trial and that we would come back up in May um, to have him fittings um, because he has to have a mask for the radiation treatment. And so that's where the caring bridge picks up. That's where the caring bridge picks up. And so um, that's when Teresa had said, hey, I think you really want to use this. So, oh, that was a lot. That was a lot. So I am going to read. This is, I created the caring bridge site and I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with Jason's story. Um, so if you go on to the caring bridge, you go to caringbridge.org and you put in Jason's name. Um, it goes straight to his site. It's open. You can actually read every one of the journal entries and see the pages. I'd never hid the page, but I would send out links as people had reached out to me or as I told people that I felt like I I could give them that. Because to give to give your journal to someone, to give the story to someone is it's it's opening yourself to judgment. Open yourself and you're being vulnerable. And so, and that's a gift. Just remember your vulnerability is a gift. So for those who receive this kind of gift, remember your responses. So, all right, so let's get started. Here's Jason's story. First entry, May 1st. Hi, everyone. Well, here goes. We've created this page to make sure all of our family and friends are in the know regarding Jason's treatment and how we're doing. First and foremost, thank you for your willingness to support Jason and myself during this very difficult time. To be honest, it's been awful, but we're making it solely based on our faith in God's plan for us and those he puts in our lives to lift us up. That's you. We are confident that Jason's going to beat this cancer and we'll be back to grilling in no time. He already wants to throw a Jason kicks kicked cancer's ass party when we get back and he's feeling better. You know, I do love a party. Now in parentheses. Hopefully, I don't offend it with the language, but we really do want to kick it in the booty. My plan is to offer updates about our time in New York, about his treatment, how it's going, but also about our experiences. You know we are quite the couple, and there should be some interesting adventures to report on. The good news? Jason has a very good prognosis, and we are eager to get treatment started so we can kick cancer's butt. Here are the details to date. Jason is diagnosed with a head and neck cancer called squamous cell carcinoma. P16 positive. It's an HPV-related virus. Apparently, it's very common in Caucasian males in their 50s. The prognosis is good, like really good, but the treatment combination of radiation and chemotherapy will be very hard. We have decided to get his treatment in New York at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. They are the best in the nation, and after going there, I believe it. Jason has been accepted into a clinical trial. Yay! What does that mean? 
the trial offers a protocol that reduces the duration of the standard treatment. This means instead of seven weeks of radiation and chemotherapy, he will be in the three-week protocol. And if he qualifies for proton therapy, radiation, well, he actually does qualify for the radiation. This is awesome. This type of radiation kills less of the good cells, meaning less side effects, hopefully. Here's the catch with the trial. We start treatment, and then after 10 days, MSK does a special PET scan that tests the amount of oxygen around the tumor. If the results are good, then he will stop treatment after three weeks of radiation and two sessions of chemotherapy. If not, we are there for the long haul. So we are prayerful that the tumors respond to the treatment and allows him to stop at three weeks. The hard part, while the prognosis is very good, the treatment is a beast. The short and long-term effects are brutal, which is why we are so hopeful that his body responds to the treatment. We need big-time prayers for little to no side effects. I'm pretty specific in my prayers these days. I know you guys are thinking, what about Winston and Daisy, right? Sadly, they are not made for the city. In fact, they hate it. My sister, is, my sister Emily has volunteered to move down to Virginia to care for them while we are gone. That's a huge relief. I'm going to sidebar here for a second. If you don't know, Winston and Daisy are our dogs. And I can tell you, there's no way they were there. Okay. <clears throat> I want to thank each of you for the love and support you've offered us over the last several months. We couldn't do this without you. Dan, Rich, thank you for staying with Winston and Daisy while we've been in New York City. They are completely spoiled by you too. For those who have dropped off food, wow, yum, and thank you. I believe everyone knows my culinary abilities. Don't worry, I'll make sure he doesn't starve in New York. Each and every one of you have supported us in some manner, whether it's prayers, check-ins, food, transportation, love, encouragement, songs, etc. It's all been comforting. There's so many people to thank and recognize, and I don't want to leave anyone out. So I'm just going to say, you know who you are. And most important, I love you all. Please note, I don't want folks to feel like they can't reach out to us via text or calls because you can. My goal with this page is to provide details I would normally send in a mass text. So be ready for Tuesday's train ride adventure. New York's not ready for this handy family, but here we come. Okay. That is the end of Jason's story. That's what's on the Karen Bridge right now. And that will get us started. Till the next time, my friends. Thanks.